Hey guys, check this out. I am officially now sponsored by Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink made to give you focus with no crash. If you guys are like me, you're always needing a burst of energy, especially with one with no crash. Dubby contains vitamins, amino acids, a nootropic, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. It keeps me awake with no jitters, guys. Check it out. Merch link is in the bio. Dubby. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! What we've got here is failure to communicate. I'm building an alliance. God bless the internet. Okay, let's party. It's showtime. It's time for the Alliance Guys podcast with your hosts Kevin Frazier, Jaden, DKM and J. Cal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast of record, the only live stream that contains DKM and myself talking about the National Wrestling Alliance. I'm talking about the Alliance Guys podcast brought to you by Debbie, a presentation of Alliance Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance. It's good to see you back, Mr. DKM. How are you, sir? Well, I know everyone has missed me because when you got a cheery, happy face like this one, people want to see it as often as possible. Cheery, happy, smiley, good-looking, and humble as hell. I am adorable. (laughs) Is that... That's what uh, my mom used to call me when I was a kid. She said, you're such an adorable kid, and then what happened? Thanks, yeah, mom. I was going to ask what happened. Yeah, thanks, mom. You jinxed me. May she rest in heaven. <laughs> remember, oh. remember, when, remember when your parents used to tell you you were good looking and then the girls' schools, you know, told you the truth? <laughs> so, all right. We're going we're gonna to do a little breakdown here of your boy, J-Cal, because I've always said to myself, I'm probably also- not the most attractive guy. But I have one hell of a personality, and that's what gets me over, right? And my wife says, no, your personality sucks. I think you're hot. And I'm like, oh, I'll take it. Well, that reminds me of that famous conversation I had with a certain someone that told me that, you know, maybe they weren't the best looking, but they always flirted with all these, like, good-looking women, and, you know, they always flirted with them. He goes, so he figured that must mean something. Then he saw their access and figured out that they probably just had really low standards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't remember who told me that, but there was somebody out there that told me that. 
I don't know if that's a dig at me or what. Okay, for the record, it was Jay that told me that. Okay. Woo! <laughs> and, it was, uh, and, and for you people out there, it was like the most serious conversation. And Jay was like, yeah, he goes, then I saw all their exes, and I realized that maybe they didn't have high standards. Jaden is uh, is an acquired taste, but I love and respect that man. Uh, much like you, DK. I, we were talking offline, and it doesn't seem like our pal DK will be with us in St. Louis. Mm. And, that's, and 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 it's 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 a little saddening. That's a lot of saddening, actually, because you guys don't understand the DKM that you have right here. You know, is very unapologetic very in your face but he's also very kind and and generous and uh benevolent uh ruler. shut up kaylee what's that shut up you're ruining my reputation <laughs> ruining the gimmick anyways uh so you guys you guys miss out but uh nevertheless we will prevail <clears throat> i almost got a little choked up there uh i did hear from a little birdie that travel accommodations for the event that is taking place in August at the uh, Chase are the taping pay per view will be for two nights in St. Louis. Um, the other two nights will be at a location not disclosed yet to the public, but it's a, a place they've been before. So uh, if you're planning to make that trip out to St. Louis, uh, just know that the pay per view only will be uh, filming. Uh, in, in St. Louis. I still believe it's going to be at the chase. I haven't heard otherwise yet, but uh, it won't, the TV tapings won't be taking place in St. Louis. They'll be taking place in another state, not even close to St. Louis. I think they'll go back to Chicago, Tennessee. Um, Whoville. I'm sure you, I'm sure you'll guess the right answer. They'll make the return to Atlanta. Finally, after all these years, I don't think Atlanta will ever come back and it's, it's so funny because, you know, I think back to 2021 post, you know, we're, we're still dealing with the pandemic. The NWA was taping in the Georgia Public Broadcasting Studios. Uh, you know, you had Championship Wrestling from Atlanta uh, taping at the um, center stage right in the heart of Atlanta. And then you had rumors that AEW was going to start doing a studio style show for Dark or elevation or both. I don't know. And none of no. that continued. None of that uh, came to fruition. Like AEW uh, for a while there was in Dally's place. And then they just kind of start taping after their events or before their events. And then, uh, you know, uh, the NWA obviously vacated the, uh, the uh, public broadcasting studios with higher demands for, uh, COVID restrictions, and then of course, uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood uh, folded all three of the brands between Atlanta and uh, Arizona, and rechristened it Championship Wrestling, presented by uh, Car Shield. So, that was Florida. So, there was a point in time. Okay, in history lesson for those of you guys who are new to the and uh, something in Louisiana. Yeah, so what the plan was, okay, so if we go back in time a little bit, like 2019, Mem before Memphis was an actual wrestling promotion, it was a 
localized version of championship wrestling from Hollywood. So they called it Memphis wrestling, right? But it, it all, it had the same um, wrestling matches, but the bumpers, the logos, everything was different. Uh, you know, and then the host of the show was Dustin and Maria Starr. So they did that for a full calendar year. And then the pandemic happened and they still moved forward. They started doing their wrestling show during the pandemic, uh, towards the end of the pandemic, obviously, but they started doing that wrestling show, Memphis, Memphis wrestling. And it kind of was birthed from just it being a syndicated market for Hollywood. And that was the plan initially with all these other markets. Now, Arizona was in practice. Arizona was its own territory, its own office, if you will. And they were going to do that with the Sunshine State in Florida. They were going to do that with uh, Louisiana. I don't remember what that that territory was going to be called, but they had that idea for Louisiana. They had that idea in uh, a few other places as well. It just never came to fruition. But that was the plan anyway, was to start these TV markets and then slowly filter out the Hollywood product and make it a more localized promotion. And so now, like, uh, you know, now that you have Derby City, you have uh, Hollywood or just Championship Wrestling, you have Memphis, and occasionally you have the pay-per-views, the primetime lives. It's like the four different brands of the United Wrestling Network. This is one of those that, you see how things go and why I never believe in the next big thing. I just remember there was an issue with uh, SWE because their ring announcer went to go work for the Louisiana one. And I don't know how many times the Louisiana one ran. I don't know if they're still running, but they're just another promotion. I have no idea of anything, but I mean, basically, after he left, you never heard about them again. And then SWE proved that if you move too fast and you do too much and you hang out with an idiot, that, you know, you get burned. Yeah, uh, that, Louise, it never was a wrestling promotion. It was just literally a market with localized hosts. They did it even in Northern California, too, um, in the San Francisco market. Um, and that promotion, uh, they, it's still around. It's called like West Coast Wrestling or something like that. I, I'm butchering the name. They still run shows up in uh, San Francisco, but they were the title sponsor for the San Francisco show. And again, what was supposed to happen was that they're going to do this uh, Hollywood syndicated show for a year. And then they were going to slowly phase it out for a United Wrestling Network product in san francisco it just never came to fruition and the same thing in louisiana same thing in florida just none of that stuff happened and and they had a good a good working model but the problem is is not everybody out there is going to be dustin and maria Stark. dustin uh you know for all the flack that he gets with the haircut and in the and maybe the commentary people don't love i mean he's a mover and shaker out in memphis uh he has connections to the city. He gets sponsors on board. I mean, he 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 is Memphis wrestling. So, like, if you have a, a dynamic personality personality like that handling your affairs, I mean, I think it'd be a lot easier for these things to kind of, you know, mobilize. 
Anyways, how was your vacation? Great. I learned that there are places that time does not affect whatsoever. <laughs> what about the internet? Did they have the internet there? They do, which was almost shocking. But let me tell you, cell, rece <laughs> cell reception in some places wasn't the best. Man, that's my own hometown. I I was in I was in areas where aren't on anybody's 5G map anywhere. I have I, I, I've had better reception in mountains than in some places out there. So I don't live in the most urban area, but it's and it's probably closer to being rural than it is a suburban. But it's mostly a suburban area. My 5G internet is crap. If I go to a certain street in the city next over, like it's just done. It doesn't work. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't get phones. They're the best, worst things ever. The worst, best things ever. I don't know. Well, I work in a building that's near the center of Arlington, Texas, which is the third largest city in the Metroplex area. The fourth largest metropolitan area in the U.S. and about and should overtake Chicago for third place within the next ten years. But anyway, uh, that being neither here nor there at the moment. But I can sit in my office and like sometimes my phone will show five G signal, and sometimes it shows four four G. You're just like what? <laughs> and then and then sometimes I have to go stand by the window to. It's the weirdest thing. Our pal Luthez is here. We and I, I do want to acknowledge the chat. I, I want to say what's up to everyone, but I'm gonna leave Lou's message up on the screen. Of course, uh Mike is in the house. Mike is recovering um from a medical scare. We're glad you're okay, Mike. And I maybe that's saying too much personal stuff on the air, but you tweeted it, so I think I'm okay with it. But Mike, get better soon, buddy. Hopefully we can see you in St. Louis. Steve G is here. Uh, Jeremy from Rest, uh, Jeremy from the other Alliance guys. DK, the other Alliance guys just celebrated one year on the podcast. Can you believe it? Really? One year. Can, can you believe you've been doing this for like 17 years? Uh, no. Yeah. Not, not, not in the slightest. In fact, and just one of those, you don't realize how much time passes. I was eating at a diner. I eat out about once a week. And uh, I was listening to one of the waitresses say something. She goes, she goes, well, the current owners bought, you know, bought the place six years ago. and didn't change anything. And I thought to myself, it's been six years since they bought this place. <laughs> Because if you would ask me, oh, when the new owners take over, I would have told you, oh, two, three years ago. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I've been here two and a half years. She goes, and they bought it six years ago. It's like, man, I still remember the original owners. These people are the third time. <laughs> and that's that's uh, back in the uh, uh, in Nebraska. No, that's here in Arlington. Plus, oh, you? wow. And it's just it's just a mom and pop diner. You know, they're open till like. They serve breakfast and they're open to like two in the afternoon. And then on Sundays, they, they have a brunch. And uh, it's, it's crazy. The food is mostly good, especially the breakfast. I love a good breakfast. 
that's such a weird business model to me is like, how could you pay rent for that property, you know, from five in the morning till midnight at night and only be open for those seven hours? It's like, wait, what? What are you doing? Uh, but I do want to say what's up to Willie. Mike's here. Steve G. Of course, our buddy, Big Chris Dog. Chris Dog, although has never been officially on the podcast, has been with this group of guys for the whole shebang. Uh, Chris Chris was one of the original uh, chat room guys. So was Lou, I think, too. Lou Thez as well. But uh, it, it's it's funny to see how many guys that uh, have been with us for so many years. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I do appreciate you guys. Um, now, if you think about it, if we've been doing this for 17 years and I'm 54, someone do the math. No, I think it's like 16 years. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. The first pod, the very first podcast that I did was at the end of 2008, like in October of 2008. So like that was like 15 years ago. So next year will be 16. Okay. So I was like 40 when this started. I'm 55 now. <laughs> and just like that, a blink of an eye. Life. Yeah. <laughs> um. But okay, let's get to some of the NWA topics that we are going to talk about today. Uh, NWA course, topics. Yeah, uh, oh. Luther says I'm sure one of the NWA considerations for only running the pay per view is the St. Louis is excuse me in St. Louis is the headache of dealing with the Missouri Athletic Commission. They don't see it as just a TV taping. They want license and tax dollars. I mean, that's one of the weird things because in California. We don't regulate pro wrestling. It's completely just anybody can do it, which is both a blessing and a curse because we've had a lot of interesting wrestling promotions pop up, but also because it's not regulated and there is no licensing. A lot of people who should not be involved with the business are, and I feel like that can be a detriment at times. Uh, DK, you got really close to running a wrestling promotion in, in Texas. You actually helped out with... Uh, um, a few promotions here and there, Ex, you know, explain the process out there. Is there a license? Is there a, a governor's, uh, a board of directors or anything like that out in Texas that monitors this? Well, like most of the things back in the day it used to fall underneath the jurisdiction of, uh, of the state athletic commission. And you had to get a, you actually had to go to the state, get a license to be a promoter. And had to, you know, meet certain criteria for your shows and everything like that. And then when, and that's one of the ways that you kept, you know, basically having like 70 promoters in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And then, you know, Vince McMahon happened. And once it became, you know common knowledge that it was a choreographed event. Like a lot of states, they did away with their regulations of the of the wrestling business by the State Athletic Commission. And the world made it terrible because, you know, now you'd get a promoter and he'd run and you'd get him two of the wrestlers would get mad at each other and then the wrestlers would go start their own promotion and then 
they would run for a couple of years before someone got mad at them and then they would go open their own promotion. And then you had 28 promotions trying to run in the same metropolitan area. And we, we may be fourth largest in the country, but we can't support, you know, more than probably one, you know, good promotion. So, uh, hey, Jaden just joined us. What's going on, Mr. Jaden? How are you doing today? I need money. <laughs> Join, the, <laughs> Join the club, man. Back of the line. <laughs> The delivery. I need money. <laughs> I need money, please. Well, please send be. donations. I'll, I'll tell you how to book a wrestling promotion. I will book for money. Is, we'll is, this, for... Any, is this anything like I, you know, may I have more, sir, from Oliver? I mean, uh, I'd like that? some to start before I could ask for more. Oh. <laughs> uh... I really need to hit that lottery, honestly. You know, I, I went to hit the lottery once and it just hit me back even harder. That's usually the IRS that hits you harder. Yeah. I, I went to I went to uh, win the lottery. Instead of getting money, I lost money. Um, I know we're being silly here, but uh, oh, my camera just died. Let's put that back on. Um, I know we're being silly here, but um, I did want to talk about a few things. Um, uh, as it pertains to the United Wrestling Network, I was recently at their uh, television taping this past Monday. Um, a lot of great stuff that happened out there in the United Wrestling Network. I highly recommend you guys to check it out if you haven't been. Um, there's new number one contenders uh, lined up. Some feuds are boiling over. Uh, the last show had stars from Derby City uh, showing up in the uh, in in Hollywood or in Irvine. Um, definitely some interesting things going on there. Also, it's recently been announced that uh, on July 16th, Dr. Tom Pritchard is coming to Memphis. Uh, Dr. Tom has been doing a lot of work with the NWA as well, so this might be an opportunity for. Who knows, maybe the NWA might be scouting the Memphis talent. I'm not sure. Uh, but also up on their calendar, on uh, also on um, the 16th on Sunday, they're going to have uh, the Murderhawk Monster. We know him as Lance Hoyt. If you follow AEW, you know him as Lance Archer. He's a former two-time NWA World Tag Team Champion, former guest on the show. will be appearing for Memphis Wrestling. Um, on Sunday, August 6th, they have Dirty Dango. We know coming up on their TV soon, they're going to have uh, um, the Pope show up in Memphis. Uh, Pope's been wrestling for Derby City, um, and he will be making his appearance for Memphis. And it's kind of the reason why I decided to wear this shirt today, because I could officially say now that not only did the NWA blow this opportunity to ever have a title versus title match that would have been meaningful and enjoyable, but neither one of those guys work for the NWA anymore. The Pope said today on Twitter, don't at Billy. Apparently, I don't work for the NWA anymore. Almost as if it, he was more surprised to be typing it than we were to be reading it. Jaden, I... I, I, I for, don't let me speak for you, but I, I assume that you could see there's money to be made with a guy like the Pope. Am I oh, right? Oh, hell yeah. 
tell me, tell me why the NWA is making a big mistake here. Well, apparently the NWA is really, really, really good at driving people away. Probably the reason that Tyrus is the NWA champion because nobody else wants him. Yeah. So Billy knows he could put the belt on him and he won't leave because where the hell is he going to go? Can't even find an old country buffet anymore because of him. <laughs> so, he, you know, he chased away. When was the last time you've heard of Raven backstage? Yeah, uh, Raven. I, I, someone mentioned, I think it was, maybe it might have been Matthew Underwood. He's in the chat right now. Um, I think he had mentioned on Twitter that maybe Raven, or maybe it was in Discord. Uh, asking him where's Raven been? I think Raven's working with MLW now, right? He was only I out. believe so. What what was that, DK? I said I think he was only out one set of tapings. I think it might have been two, but you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't much. And you know the Pope. If you can't see money in the Pope, you're definitely you're not Catholic. But um. <laughs> If you can't see money in the Pope, then you really don't need to be in professional wrestling. It's Maybe in a rubber room. Or as Jim Cornette says, a rubber, a padded room in a puzzle factory. The whole thing about Pope is just so weird to me because, like, look, I'm not a wrestling promoter. I never have been. I probably never will be, right? Uh, Jaden, you've been involved in the wrestling game for quite some time both with Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators and some other wrestling promotions in the past. You know what it takes to get an event off the ground. You know how it is to book talent. Uh, even DKM has had experience in helping uh, promote wrestling events and being a part of that uh, leadership of uh, a wrestling promotion. It, to me, it's as simple as dollars and cents, man. If I think I can book a character, a, a athlete, a talent that will draw money, then I'm going to do it. If it's, if it makes dollars, it makes sense, right? If, if I can afford it and it's going to put butts in the seats, I'm going to do it regardless of politics, regardless, regardless of race, creed, or religion. If I can put a guy on my show who is going to gain a positive reaction, whether it be, you know, the fans booing them or the fans cheering them, uh, as long as it gives a reaction, uh, you know, I'm going to do it. And I just don't see why, you know, like the WWE had the Pope and really even after Vincent Kennedy McMahon anointed him as the next big thing, uh, they failed to deliver on that promise. And then he went to impact and yeah, he had a decent run in TNA, but I don't think he was ever at the top of the card. And, and then, you know, and and we saw him in the NWA and he, he was brought in as a manager, right? He was looking for Paul Hossman, right? And and I'm like, wait, this guy used to be pretty good in a ring. He's a great promo. What's going on here? They finally gave him an opportunity, and I felt like what he did with the TV title is gave it instant credibility, something it lacked severely. No offense to Zicky Dice. No offense to Ricky Starks. They just a little didn't... offense to Ziggy Dice. Okay, <laughs> they didn't have time to do much with it considering the pandemic. But yeah, we still Zicky Dice. Uh, but when when, when the Pope had that, now there's two of them apparently. There's two Zicky Dice. Well, when I saw a clip of him wrestling, and it looked like two of them. Well, there's usually a pair of dice, so 
Um, Why doesn't Ziggy die? Isn't that he, actually more accurate? He looked at. He 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 looked like he found a buffet again, like he was going to start competing with Tyrus. For the record, uh, Zicky dies with the fans chant when he shows up in Irvine. But I digress. Um, I thought that was actually they love him in, in Irvine, but I thought it was funny. Um, but so, anyways, yeah. Uh, so so a guy like the Pope, I, I mean, I think that's easy money. Uh, the fact that he showed up in Derby City, he's been wrestling Dylan Bostic. Uh, Matthew Underwood is like, he will have no besmirching of the name of Zicky Dice. Um, but, uh, you know, going back to the Pope, you know, he showed up in Derby City. The fans, uh, his feud with Dylan Bostic has kind of been his main storyline right now. Uh, he's coming into Memphis. You know, this is a positive for, I think it's a net positive for the United Wrestling Network if they're able to bring in a guy like the Pope for both uh, those two territories. And even, uh, and Dave Scooby's pointing this out right now, in that same dialogue where he said that he's no longer in uh, the WWE, excuse me, in the NWA, uh, Dave Scooby says that uh, Pope versus Limelight, and Pope responded that he's not ready, referring to Danny. Um, and they had a little bit of back and forth. If you're not following the Pope or you're not following Danny Limelight, essentially, uh, Danny's, you know, there's something brewing here. And I, you know, I don't know what it is. Uh, is it Irvine? Is it Memphis? Is it Derby? Who knows? But uh, something's brewing there. And the fact that he's no longer with the NWA, who knows? All right. First of all, the Pope is De Niro. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. Second, here's our new T-shirt logo. If you don't book the Pope, you're a dope. I don't want to be a dope. Better book that Pope. <laughs> uh, Matthew Underwood says Punk buried Pope. I don't. I don't remember that, but I'm not. I'm not denying it. I'm not arguing against it. I just. I think at that point I was kind of already done watching uh, the WWE CW uh, deal. Uh, Mike says D Light Groove is in the in the heart. Danny Groove is in the heart, yeah. Uh, I first song I remember. Why, why are you bringing that up now? <laughs> first song uh, I remember with a slide whistle. I, I wish it was the first song I remember with a slide whistle. Unfortunately, I had to play a slide whistle in elementary school. Matthew weren't Joel. you, weren't you a uh, a accomplished triangle? Player there, DK, in in uh, in the Texas Siberian Orchestra. Uh, back then, I would have been in Nebraska. So, and yes, I think I played triangle and recorder and slide. Wait, you mean you didn't play the washboard? Nope, never played jug. Jug? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay, I don't know exactly what. You you were doing last night, but I think he was sipping from that jug. Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. That wasn't last night, that's tonight, buddy. Did they have three X's on it? This ain't Dubby. Granny, Granny's, Granny's, uh, thimble. Yeah, her um, little special tonic. Jeremy says he loves that song, so if you guys want to keep going with it, go right ahead. 
Uh, Willie Bowen says CM Punk hype is is hype and garbage. I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, that dude pops a crowd. I, you can't deny it. Uh, Matthew Underwood, in regards to Danny Limelight, he's everywhere except the NWA. Hmm. I wonder why that is. Hmm. Um, so, you know, we we're talking about these free agents of pro wrestling, and we're kind of talking about United Wrestling Network, but, you know, there is some shows coming up for the NWA, and we're talking specifically – we have the, uh, the the Highland Park uh, events that are taking place this weekend. The uh, benefit for Cooper, of course, which is taking place Saturday, July the 8th. We have a card for that, so we don't need to even guess what the matches are. We know what they are. And then, of course, they're having TV tapings that are going to pop off the following day uh, in Highland Park. Uh, two sets of TV tapings. Uh, you know, they're going to cram it all into two days. That's going to make for a very long day, but I'm, I'm kind of uh, happy that we're going to get at least some fresh con- content leading up to the 75th. And then, of course, once August kicks off, Smashing Pumpkins are going to be on the road. And I would imagine, DK, imagine a lot of that talent is going to be on the road with them. Um, first and foremost, are you excited about the Pumpkins being on the road, knowing that we're going to have some more wrestling matches uh, happening before the NWA? I can't say I'm excited that the Pumpkins are on the road, but I'm excited that he's going to take the NWA with him. I, I still say that's a brilliant idea, even if it was Billy's. Uh, just because, again, you're getting more eyeballs on it. And you're not just getting more eyeballs on the product, but we all know that being live is different than watching something on TV. And that you can get into it more when you're, you know, it's live. And especially if you have a wrong, you know, wrongous crowd and everything like that. So I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. Now, here's a question for you, Jay, Jaden. In this type of situation, you don't have to, uh, like with Australia, you were limited on who you could take down there, run around. You don't necessarily have that here. You can bring people into their local areas and take some traveling. I mean, the world champion doesn't have to be on every show, but he can be on some of them. The world junior heavyweight champion doesn't have to be on every show, but he can be on some of them. Same with every title they have. And yeah. so, so the question is, if you're doing something like this, do you do a title change at one of them to get people talking and to make people think, yeah, maybe it, maybe I can see one on this on this tour? A long time ago, in a galaxy far away, Tommy Rich beat. Um, Harley raced for the NWA World Championship in Georgia and lost it a couple of days later. Everybody always craps on Tommy Rich for that. It was like four days later, yeah. Everybody always talks about that. But what that did is that set not only Tommy Rich on fire, that set that territory on fire. Say what you will about Tommy Rich deserving the championship or whatever the rumors were or that it was a... a uh, a transitional championship or something like that. It set that territory on fire. 
you used to be able to go to a house show and not know if there was going to be a championship change. That is gone. That magic is gone. So by doing such a thing, it could not only create some buzz, it can make people want to go to these events. Now, there's a very good chance they're all going to be recorded and eventually televised like nine months after they have to happen. But if there is a chance to get somebody to record that and get that on NWA TV and show it as a big deal, even if it's a short-term thing, have them lose it one tour, win some of the champion, lose it one tour, and win it back two tours later, it'll still do a whole lot to make those tours seem special. But don't overdo it. There should be one championship, and it shouldn't be the United States Tag Team Championship. It should be a a major something important, a real championship. The world, the women's, the world tag team, even the world's junior heavyweights. But it should only be one of them, and they shouldn't do this all the time. So that's an interesting uh, interesting thought, Jaden. And I, I that's that's comparing it to a wildfire Tommy Rich winning the title. This is kind of like the perfect set of circumstances for this because, again, like the tour date starts uh, officially starts August 1, right? Because they have uh, two dates at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, that aren't really part of the tour. But then they go from August 1st, 3rd, 5th, 6th, 7th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 13, 15, 16, 17, 19, 20, 22, 24, right? 25 in 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 uh in new hampshire then it's the crockett cup and then they go back to have another date on the 30th 31st and then they have a few dates in in ontario real quick are you are you counting dates or how many servings uh tyrus does at the buffet Uh, i was counting the dates i was i was saying what date they were so like um for example i'm looking at this uh the schedule right now like so the show kicks off uh, August 1st in the Salt Lake City, Utah. Then they go to Mountain View. Then they go to Washington, Mountain View, California, Auburn, Washington, Bend, Oregon, Wheatland, California, Irvine. I'll probably make that show, uh, which is interesting because if you look at the calendar, and uh, not that there's a whole lot of crosstown rivalry going on here or uh, that I expect uh, it to be the same audience, but on uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood typically tapes on a – Tuesday in Irvine, uh, they'll be taping theoretically on the eighth, and then uh, uh, they'll be uh, uh, the United Wrestling Network typically would tape on the eighth, and uh, Irvine. Uh, what am I trying to say? The NWA will be taping on the ninth, and that's the closest that they'll ever be to running in the same town at the same time. Uh, then on the tenth, they'll be in Chula Vista, which is near San Diego. August 11th, they'll be in Highland, which is just a few miles away from where I live. 13th, they're in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The 15th, DK, in case you want to go see them, they're in Dallas. 16th, they'll be in Arkansas. Uh, 17th, they'll be in Huntsville, Alabama. The 19th, they'll be in West Palm Beach, Florida. The 20th, they'll be in Tampa, Florida. The 22nd, Charlotte. 24th, uh, I don't even know if this is near you, Jaden, but Homedale, New Jersey? It's not close. It's closest that's probably going to be to me but it's not close if you wanted to go uh the 25th they'll be in guilford new hampshire the 30th they'll be in i don't even know how to pronounce this wontog new york 
And then, uh, and then the 31st, they're in Bristol, Virginia. The second, they're in Ontario. Uh, the third, they're in uh, me, Toronto. The third, they're in Ottawa. Then they end up in Michigan, Franklin, Tennessee, and Noblesville, Indiana, to uh, round it all out. So, I mean, that's a that's a quite a few dates. And if you're able to, like you said, mix in a title defense, mix in a, a title change, right? Like, uh, who is the least likely person to lose the title in the NWA right now? Tyrus. Would you Would you say uh, DK? Tyrus. Okay, <laughs> you both said Tyrus. That's awesome. Um, so if Tyrus is the least likely candidate to lose the title, then maybe he would be the most beneficial candidate to have a title change on the road. Um, what Luthez said is kind of what and I was got to do it in the right place. Well, you Where know, would be the right place for a, a, a title change with Tyrus? Well, I'm not, not Homedale, New Jersey, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm not necessarily talking about right place as in right city talking about right place in the tour because like Jaden said uh you know you can't you can't change all the titles you can't have the same title flip-flop back and forth too much so you know he would have to go in have a couple successful title defenses then lose the title and then maybe maybe regain it by the end of the tour if Billy's just determined to have him as champion. Uh, the so that's what I'm saying. You got to kind of do right place, right time, in the thing. You know, Tommy Rich when he won the NWA title, the reason he held it five, uh, four days is he won it Monday night, defended it Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday night against Harley Race. And I think Wednesday was he was in a tag team match that also had Harley Race. And then he, uh, you know, on Friday night, he dropped it back. So Race was champion at the big shows on the weekend. And Tommy Rich was the champion on the smaller shows, all sold out, but, you know, the smaller shows for that week. So all all the fans out there got to see Tommy Rich as world champion, either winning it or defending it or coming in to defend it, even if Bryce walked out with it. You know, the, the thing that's interesting about what Jaden said is he said not not in uh, Homedale. That's what you said, right, Jaden? Yeah. It just so happens that that date is a date that he has an autograph standing in Illinois. So you're right. It won't be that date. But uh, when you look at the rest of Tyrus' schedule, that that's his only August date, uh, which is also weird because, uh, you know, with August 24th being a autograph signing, uh, and then, of course, that weekend would be the uh, the 75th anniversary show. I mean, look, I, let's, I'm going to say this, and I know I'm kind of going off of what we were talking about, but I haven't even seen that uh, Tyrus is being advertised for the benefit show for Cooper or the TV tapings leading up to the, the 75th anniversary show. He can't lose the belt if he ain't there to defend it. This is true. It's hard to criticize him if he's not there doing something, I guess is the logic. Um, but, uh, you know, I wanted to point out something Luthez said that I think would be an absolute wild idea um, that I'm, I'm actually willing to give the NF 
NWA the benefit of the doubt on this one. Have Barrett Brown show up as a surprise opponent in Dallas and take the junior heavyweight title. See, that would be smart. That would be and, and, and like look, let's let okay. Because it's not be. real early in the it's not real early in the thing to where like now everybody's expecting another title change, but it would come in, it would be a surprise, and then you wonder what's gonna happen the rest of the tour. And the thing about it too is um it it it, it checks off a couple of different stones here right um one if by the end of the tour carrie is your junior heavyweight champion then you you basically just did something nice for barrett brown right Mm -hmm. kind of paid off the what he was expecting all along you gave him an opportunity to wrestle a couple of dates with the title um and then you had him lose it so he would be a two-time champion it would also elevate carrie to be a two-time champion that would be kind of a uh mutually beneficial if, if the rest of the tour carries chasing him for that title um it's kind of a it, it's I, I think it works right uh but let's not kid ourselves either these concert shows are way more emphasis on the concert than it is the wrestling we care about, about the wrestling but the fifty thousand people twenty thousand people ten thousand people whatever it is are going to these concerts for the show not for the wrestling so, like, it's not going to get the reaction we would hope it would because most of the people don't even care. Now, Carrie's getting uh, getting to be a very good heel. Uh, and, and, DK, I know you were in Communicado last week, but when he came on uh, on the podcast, he was – it was a lot of fun. I think even he even convinced Jaden that he might be getting uh, pretty good at this heel business. And – uh I think he would be able to get enough heat for a match with with uh, Barrett Brown in Dallas. I just don't know if the positive reaction would be there for, for Barrett winning the belt. If a guy's a dick enough and people want to see him get his ass kicked, it doesn't have I, to be. I think he. I think it would simply, even if they're not wrestling fans there, and, you know, like you said, the majority of them aren't, and that's fine. I was thinking even that when you're talking about them – you know, taping or being just back to back with uh, uh, Marquez's group. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. Nobody cares because Marquez is going to pull the wrestling fans, but Billy's going to pull the grunge fans. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so I think it's that. But yeah. From what I've seen of Kerry in the few videos that I've seen, you know, primarily his Mexico one and some of the clips you showed of him from Australia. Uh, to be honest, I haven't watched any wrestling since the last pay-per-view, any NWA wrestling. So I haven't really seen his what they put on YouTube. But uh, I, I think he's a big enough, he's got the, I think he's a big enough perk probably in real life. No, just kidding. Just, mm-hmm. just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, you know, that he can be a big enough prick to where you can get the crowd. To, he can get the crowd to hate him. Where even if they're not cheering Barrett because it's Barrett, local guy, they're cheering because, you know, the prick lost. And, you know, and sometimes it's more important that the prick loses than the, than the good guy wins. I know they go to these tours to see Billy, 
But if I was in, if I was uh, in a in a card like this at these concerts, I'd get so much heat that I'd make them love Billy as much as he thinks he everybody loves him. <laughs> as much as he thinks he's loved, uh, it was funny uh, on Twitter today. Um, uh, Colby Carino pointed out that his son has been singing Limp Biscuit today, and he thinks and he said, "I thought I think that might have disappointed my father." Steve Carino, if for you guys who followed ECW, the whole Limp Biscuit with uh, Steve Carino was kind of a big thing. I said at least he wasn't singing Smashing Pumpkins songs, to which Pam replied, "Sir," which made me laugh because Pam is a huge diehard Smashing Pumpkins fan. But one of the cool things about Pam is she's one of the um, concert goers that I I think Billy was hoping to attract fans like that who are diehard pumpkin fans who are giving Billy's other endeavors an opportunity, a chance. And, uh, you know, if you can get 10,000 people at a, at a concert and you can get 10% of them to become NWA fans, I think that'd be a huge victory. If they do these TV or excuse me, if they do these uh, shows and they include wrestling on all of them, do you think they're going to tape them? Uh, one of the big things they said about the Australian shows, Jaden, is that you can't have a full camera crew in Australia. You know how expensive it would be to carry the cameras, the crew, and everything else. But now that you're talking about being in the States, where most of these tours are going to probably happen in a van, you know, not a van, but like a coach, where they go from venue to venue, basically living on the road, it wouldn't be a whole lot more extra to have a roadie with a few camera rigs, right? You would think so. Um, it depends if they're union. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the 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 major thing. They probably could have gotten somebody in Australia to. There's, I guarantee there is a camera crew around there that could have done what they needed to do. They didn't need to bring anybody with them. But I just thought of an idea though. All right, Billy, are you listening? October and November, you, the Smashing Pumpkins, and the Spice Girls should go on the tour. You should call it the Pumpkin Spice Tour. Groups that were better better off in, in the late 90s. Okay, first of all, let's point out that Jay does the dad jokes. Yeah, make sure that shows up, all right? But um, actually, no, I think the Pumpkins are better now because at least this year they put out a, a song I actually like about them from them. You didn't love uh, Cherub Rock? Not my pumpkins weren't my thing. No, me neither. You know, and I'll say this, and I, I'm sorry, guys. I know we're kind of all over the place tonight. I'll say this about Smashing Pumpkins. I didn't ever dislike the pumpkins. They just weren't my band. I knew lots of people who loved them. Um, they had a, a, a considerable amount of songs that I thought were pretty good, you know, but uh, they just never was my jam. I hate to say it. I don't know where the accent came from. I hate to say it. But, uh, <laughs> all right, Governor. All right, Governor. I hate to say it, but I actually like the pumpkins. I don't know what accent I got it to. I started off as British and went out to like some kind of Aussie or I don't know. But um, I like the pumpkins more now than I ever did in the 90s. You've been spending at least time on that royalty website you go to. That's DK. Right. But, uh, I like it more now. They're they're on my '90s playlist at work when I'm doing stuff. So I hear them more now than I listen to them more now. I like them more now than I ever did in the '90s. Not that I, that. 
I actually, I, I actually kind of disliked them in the '90s, but now I'm like, they're they're there, you know, they're they're in the background. I can, I don't hit the next button now. That's, That's right. a big step. That's how I feel about uh, uh, Nirvana. You didn't like Nirvana? No, and you would think I would, right? But I think it was one of those tribalistic things where, like, oh, if you like Nirvana, you can't like Pearl Jam. If you like Pearl Jam, you can't like Nirvana. I liked them both. Yeah. What was that, DK? I think that was just you, Jay. I think I think most of the world liked both of them. Yeah. I know, man. In my, in, look, maybe it was in my small neck of the woods, but it was like it was one or the other. It's like you could like Alice in Chains. You could like Soundgarden. But if you like Nirvana, you can't like Pearl Jam. And if you like Pearl Jam, because uh, Kurt Cobain was very critical of the success Eddie Vedder had. Um, didn't uh, didn't think he was a true uh, grunge singer. Uh, Eddie Vedder did not grow up in Seattle. Eddie Vedder was a uh, you know was born in Chicago, raised in San Diego, so he wasn't really a Seattle guy. So he kind of got a lot of uh, uh, pushback from some of the more local bands, including Kurt Cobain and his Nirvana. However, Chris Cornell kind of vouched for Eddie Vedder on the whole Temple of the Dog CD. And that kind of won Eddie over with a lot of the Seattle sound. And that's... that's I want to know who taught Eddie Vedder how to enunciate. Um, that's that San Diego school system, I believe. And, and see, and Matthew Underwood, he, damn it, he's right. Because he said I was right. Uh, yeah. Look, sucking up to Jay gets you nowhere. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> um. But we're supposed to be talking about wrestling here, so I I, I digress. Oh, I we're going to talk about something interesting instead. Oh, I, mean, I thought we were going to talk about the NWA. Wait, are we talking about the Boys in the Hood, or are we talking about Billy Corgan? Yes, we got a Compton. So I was I used to work in Compton. Intentionally. Well, that's where the family business was. Oh, I thought maybe you were being punished for something. I I mean that's where the family business was. I was being punished. <laughs> um, well, one day I was at a, I went through a Jack in a box and the guy had a overcoat on and he pulled it out. He says, you want to buy a movie? And I'm looking to see what movies he had. Cause like, Hey, you know, maybe I do. And it was um, a, of the adult variety. And I, I felt very awkward at that point. So after you sure he wasn't my, flashing you? No. So after I gave him my five bucks, uh, I went back to work and, Okay, I got a good story like that. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right, I'm in a different town visiting some of my uh, wife's relatives. And uh, I'm looking for a comic book store because this is like before the digital age. Yeah. And so it's like, I need to go get, go pick up a couple of comics. So I'm looking up like in the phone book where a comic store is. And I go, and uh, so I find a place that sells them and and where they're located. And I drive out to this weird-looking shack. And I go in where some guy <laughs> lives in the back and is cooking breakfast. And he's coming out to see what I want. And I'm trying to figure out everything. Apparently... I was on, you know, 500 East and the comic book store was 500 West. And 
I was in an adult video store, <laughs> an adult, adult video with a few adult books. And it's just going, okay. I guess that explains why the signage doesn't really say anything. That, there goes your bid for uh, mayor of uh, uh, Fort Worth. Yeah, I guess so. It's just like, all right, well. <laughs> so uh, what did you pick? Uh, nothing. The scary <laughs> part was my my then wife was out in the car waiting on me, and I had to go out and say, uh, no, wrong place. <laughs> I, I, I should have brought her out the Terminator. <laughs> what? It's so the biggest, was, blackest one in the building. There I was, minding my own business, like I always do. <laughs> Good night, everybody. That's the show. And, um, so, and people wonder how we killed the show the first time. <laughs> I was way less funny back then. Yeah, it really was. Or I was so I was so asleep. I was probably more accurate. <laughs> we used to do the show on Saturday, and that's it's such a weird thing because just uh, uh, I'm doing a lot of retrospect, a lot of thinking about the old days because the other guys just celebrated one year doing the podcast. And they've done it every week for the last 52 weeks. I don't think there was a day that they missed. Um, and Tim, you know, Tim has stepped up big time to jump in on this show or on the pre-party. Um, you know, we've had uh, we've had uh, Jeremy jump in on this show occasionally. Uh, I want to get Scooby on this show. Man, do these people point. have a life? No, this <laughs> is our life. Pro wrestling, brother. What are you talking about? We... <laughs> You of all people, DK, we used to do this on a Saturday. I think it was like uh, maybe 10 o'clock in the morning, wasn't it? No, it wasn't that. It was 10 o'clock my time, which would have been like 1 o'clock your time and like 12 o'clock DKM's time. Maybe that's why I was always hungry when the show was on. I remember there was one episode where my daughter was crying the entire time and I was supposed to be watching her. So I'm like, excuse me. And I had to go run out of the show. You guys were talking and I'm sitting there giving her a pacifier, feeding her a bottle, whatever, changing a diaper, running back in. We weren't on video back then, so it just sounded like I was being quiet for a bit. That was the predecessor to you going black now. Like oh. the Terminator. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Don't. don't. Um, if there is a, a discount code that we could offer on the show in terms of getting sponsorship, we'll be happy to uh, advertise the Terminator. <laughs> Uh, Matthew, just, they, just make sure they pay you by the inch. <laughs> My God, Matthew Underwood says, So, are they gonna wrestle on stage like that one clip floating around with Silas, or is this gonna be a pre show for the pumpkins? What it looks okay, so I can only speak to what I encountered when I was in Mexico City, and that is when they set up the stage, there Mexico City was a festival, not just a concert, so they had this whole like giants, uh race car uh like a formula one race track right and so they had in one area they had like a uh a, a, a second stage and then they had the main stage and in the middle there there was a wrestling ring and so they did like a couple of bands and then took a break and then it was nothing but the wrestling then did a few more songs on the other stage then came back and it was more wrestling and then that's how they finished the night with more concert. I would imagine that it's going to be similar in almost all of these setups. Now, 
They did say that not every show is going to have professional wrestling. I imagine some of the smaller venues won't. Um, but they haven't indicated for sure which venues will have wrestling, which is kind of a bummer because there's three shows in my area, and I would go to all three of them if they had the NWA on them. Um, with that being said, uh, we don't know exactly how they're going to do it. But uh, what it looked like from Australia is that they had the ring positioned away from the stage, and it it, it was probably a uh, like a filler, like an intermission type thing where you know there was no bands performing, and they just allowed them to have some wrestling, and then went back to the concert. At least that's what I imagine, um, but I could be wrong. I was at a concert that I didn't know was supposed to have wrestling, and in reality, it did, and it was the uh, minis wrestling. Oh, or I think actually, I think it was they literally call it midget wrestling. Uh, they had the concerts on the one side, but in the middle of the crowd, there was a ring and a small like ring barrier around it, uh, like the 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 metal barriers, and then that's where the wrestling was. I've so I don't know if that's how they set up, but I talked to somebody who said that it was something similar to what Jaden was talking about. They had uh, either midget wrestling or women's oil wrestling or something like that. <laughs> Two different things entirely. Well, yeah. Uh, what if it's midget women oil wrestling? It oh, may yeah. have been that. My, my point was it wasn't standard professional wrestling, whatever it was. But they did it in between acts. So like, let's, let's say there was three different acts doing the thing. So they would, when band one finished and they were taking down all band one stuff and putting up all the band two stuff, there were wrestling matches. And then when, and then before the, you know, main event band came out, they did wrestling matches. So it kept, it kept the fans occupied from uh, watching what was uh, or waiting for the bands to do stuff. That's pretty much what it was like when I was at. They put on a couple of the Mitches put on a couple of short shows. <laughs> um, yeah, well, all I'm having is water, so I'm not really you know drinking enough to deal with some of this shit. So, with that being said. Um, real quick, that- real quick, real quick. The first match was ended with a short arm scissor. What about a short, uh, short? Did you say short arm scissor? Yes, yeah. that's an actual wrestling hold. Oh, look it up. I'm doing a podcast, sir. Excuse you. Um, but luckily, it's not about wrestling, it's about the National Wrestling Alliance. <laughs> if the NWA, um, tapes these shows do you feel like this should be a um a replacement for like power or do you feel like this should be a replacement for usa or just air those matches in between the the footage you're already shooting uh in highland park i think what they should do is like the jim crockett used to do show some footage of that beginning of the show before it actually starts before the intro starts before the announcers get out there just show a good 15 seconds of that really something really exciting with the crowd going nuts to get people excited and then go to the thing and then maybe later if it's really good something happens show what happened in the middle of like a power episode 
Yeah, I would go with that. Have again, not knowing how many shows are going to have wrestling, not knowing how many events are going to be taking place, what kind of taping equipment they have. I would say I I wouldn't do it for a show, but I would do it as a specialty. Oh look, Dusty got his arm broken. Oh look, the Midnight's attacked the Rock and Roll while they were wrestling. You know, the Mulkies. Some, you know, something along those lines. And then, of course, you know, oh look, Barrett Brown won the Junior Heavyweight Title. You know, I mean, I I I really like that idea, and I, which means it's not going to happen. But uh, exactly. <laughs> but that, I mean, I think based on how you were describing it, DK, and what Lou suggested, I think that would be a, a, a perfect storm, no pun intended, for the NWA to do something like that, to bring a little bit of, hey, you want to you wanna boost some of those ticket sales with your wrestling on it? You know, wrestling fans would be interested in seeing that. Uh, NWA fans, anyway. <laughs> Jaden the Terminator? Jesus Christ. We need to terminate Jaden. Wait a minute, can't you pull him off of He's got it locked on my end. I don't know how to like. He's some sort of a master hacker or something. I can't. I can't boot him. You're lucky you kept talking because I had a joke about pulling it off. You know, I think it's times like this that I need to go <laughs> take my medicine. All right, <laughs> I'll be back. Oh, all right, palate cleanse. <laughs> We're going to look at some of the matches that are set up for the uh, the event that's taking place on um, Saturday. Now, this is a benefit for Cooper. Cooper and his brother were hit last year with stray bullets when there was an attack on the 4th of July parade. Um, I mean, it's very tragic. Uh, like, look, it's a, it's a nonsensical violence. It doesn't need to be happening in this world, but it happens. It's awful. It's scary. It's sad. I have young children. You know, I've taken them to, to to parades, and the last thing you expect something to happen is someone to start shooting at the uh, uh, event goers. It's really sad. It's really depressing, um, and it, it, it's just it, it can be debilitating to a community. Um, Highland Park, the the community that Billy Corgan and his partner and children live in, um, are kind of galvanized uh they did a fundraiser um last year when uh billy did like a concert i think it was on youtube might have been on uh might have been on uh uh, instagram live or something but they did a concert to raise money for for the people affected by this and of course this year uh almost a year to the day of the tragedy um the nwa is going to have an event which, uh, you know, I believe the tickets are free, but they're looking for donations. I, I guess front row tickets are are ticketed. You have to pay for the front row seats, but General Mission is basically uh, a free ticket, but they'd like you to donate. Obviously, it's for a great cause. Uh, I was looking at some of the costs for the the uh, for Cooper and his family to making their house just, uh, you know, ADA uh, approved, you know, having wheelchair access, uh, throughout the house, being able to park a vehicle in, into their garage that would give them access to ramps for the kids. Um, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And, and and I think, again, if that were me, man, I would take any help I could get, even if it's Billy Corgan in the NWA. That's a joke. Um, but just, just having 
uh, uh, the community come together, I think is special. And it's honestly, I, it's, I think this is one of the best things that Billy Corgan has done with the NWA. He's using his influence. He's using his brand now twice to help the community of Highland Park. Um, and uh, so they're going to have a special night of wrestling. I don't think this is being taped. I don't think this is going to be a, a, a pay-per-view, although I kind of wish, you know, if, if Billy had a little bit more foresight, like you could have sold this pay-per-view and, and uh, you know, made it a much cheaper pay-per-view and use those proceeds to uh, give back to Highland Park as well. Uh, but we do know that some of the matches that will be for this night are going to be uh, Gags the Gimp versus Psycho Boy Fodder and Eric Jackson um, in a triple threat match. And this is obviously a junior heavyweight showcase. Um, also on the card, you're going to have uh, Angelina Love versus Ruthie J. Ruthie J showed up at the last set of tapings. Um, or last, uh, not the last set, but the set before the last one. Uh, we're also going to see the Southern Six. That's what they're calling it. That's what's on the poster, guys. The Southern Six, which is going to be Alex Taylor and Silas Mason with Danny Deals in their corner, taking on Joe Alonzo and Mario Pardua. I'm not super familiar with Mario Pardua, but I think he was at the last tapings as well. Um, we're going to have some title match. Oh, we forgot about this one, too. Of course, our uh, Crockett Cup Memorial Tournament champions, Knox and Murdoch, will be taking on Daisy Kill and Talos. That's the team that they uh, actually bonded over. Uh, Knox and Murdoch kind of became a tag team while dealing with Daisy Kill and Talos. Uh, and then we'll have some titles on the line. We're gonna have um, we're gonna have uh, M95 defending the women's tag team titles against Kenzie and Kylie Page. Uh, the other part of Pretty in Power. We're gonna have uh, the TV title on the line when Tom Latimer takes on Jay Bradley. Well, this is a matchup that I think is really a solid matchup that I, I wish they would air this match because I think it's going to be a very good one. We're also going to see the country gentlemen in action defending against the Savages. Again, another, uh, I think, a marquee matchup that could uh, would definitely be worth watching if they, they ended up releasing this later. And then, of course, EC3 defending his national championship against Jordan Clearwater, a former television champion in his own right. And then I don't have the graphic for it, but Camille and Natalia Markova one more time for the Women's World Championship. Um, I think it's a pretty stacked card considering this is a charitable show. We know guys like uh, Kerry Borton will miss this one because he's already booked elsewhere. Like I said, there's a, a surprising lack of Chris Adonis on this card. There's a surprising lack of Tyrus on this card. I don't see Laura Bellion mentioned on this card. Um, Jaden, what do you think about the the at least the, this particular show? How do you feel that it measures up in terms of NWA quality? Since it's not going on pay-per-view, it's actually a perfectly good and acceptable event for uh, what's going on. Um, it's a perfect plot spot, in my opinion, for the U.S. title to change hands. It's just important enough that it'll make a deal and be kind of something, but it's not going to be a big deal that nobody can see it. Yeah, and again, it might actually help for a little bit further when people find that out with the tour that people might want to come see the tour. Um, but it seems like a perfectly good card. There's nothing wrong with it, except for Gabs Gags again being on it. Other than that, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, a lot of those guys are more local too, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure about 
uh, Camille and Latimer, but a lot of them are more around within driving distance of that area. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember Angelina's love, Angelina Love's eyes being so like blue. Like that's like, those are gorgeous right there. I don't remember them ever looking that good. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, maybe it's probably contacts, but those really look cool. And Ruthie J, you know what? She's got a really good look to her. I like the look to her. This might be her coming out party and she get a good win and be something special. Uh, it's like I said, it's a perfectly, it's a perfectly good card for what it is. Billy's not making any money on this. So bringing in some people from, from further away is it's a smart idea. It doesn't need a little rebellion. doesn't need, um, doesn't need Adonis. Definitely doesn't need Tyrus. This is just a good card for a good cause. Since especially again, not being a pay per view, it's perfect. Yeah, uh, and I agree with you. Like again, we don't need. Uh, you don't necessarily need to look. There's there's how many titles are on the line? Uh, there's one, two, three, four, um, five. There's five championship matches on the on a non televised, non pay per view. I think that's more than adequate. Um, would I like to see Loud Rebellion? Yes. Uh, what I like to see Tyrus look, the only time I, the next time I see Tyrus should be the last time I see Tyrus. And that's, that's just the honest truth, but I agree with you. I think this is a great card. Um, you can go all the way to the soon to be exploding Beetlejuice and see Tyrus. What? You can go all the way to the soon to be, I think not exploding, probably more like imploding Beetlejuice and still see Tyrus. What are you talking about imploding Beetlejuice? The star Beetlejuice, the one that's been imploding in Orion's belt. It's going to be a real bright... Have you been paying attention to, to astronomy? I'm sorry. No, I haven't. The One of the three stars in a, Orion's belt is Beetlejuice. It's the brightest star of the belt. And it, uh, the, it's actually... And it's, it's just big enough to maybe fit Tyrus to that belt. Um, it's actually getting ready to go supernova. Wow. But anyway, that's pretty far away and you can still see Tyrus. Maybe he can challenge Orion for his belt. <laughs> it wouldn't fit him. Maybe big enough. There's a couple million light years parsecs away. Well, I mean, they did make a, a 12 pounds of gold for him, so maybe Orion's belt might just be uh, right up there. Uh, so let's see. Um, so again, I feel like that's a real interesting card again for for the NWA for that night. Um, the TV tapings, I, I can't really tell you like uh, what what's going to be happening. Um, and I guess that's uh, maybe that's on me for not paying more attention. But I just uh, haven't seen a whole lot of matches announced. Uh, we know that there's going to be uh, a lot of talent at the TV tapings. Like we know that Alex Taylor will be there, Joe Alonzo, the Thrillbilly, Silas Mason, Odinson, Eric Jackson, EC3. Jordan Clearwater, Kerry Morton, Chris Adonis. Um, you know, that the, the lineup is, you know, the TV tapings should have everybody because theoretically this is your push up to the 75th anniversary show um, because I don't know when they're going to have time to do more. You know what I mean? Like uh, we have uh, outside of that deal with, with, with those talents, then we also have the show on Boca Raton. And I think that's about it in terms of getting uh, get, getting everybody ready for the for the 75th anniversary show. If you were dream booking it or 
you know, based on what the NWA has right now, what do they have to offer on the 75th? What can they be building up? Um, I'm glad you asked because I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I really feel like this would be a great opportunity for them to run it back. 312, run it back. Give us Chris Adonis versus Tyrus and let's end it the right way this time. I don't see that they haven't had enough time to build up EC3 as a legitimate challenger for the title. Um, he is your national champion, so he's kind of already predisposed to be defending that title uh, on that night. So uh, theoretically, um, Tyrus should be facing Adonis in your main event. Um, DKM, what say you? By the way, you're muted. Well, what say me? Uh Look, 75 should only be building up for to take the title of Tyrus. And I'm honestly not interested in EC3 versus Tyrus. So, as you put it, there hasn't really been any building anywhere else, so you might as well build up to Adonis, put the title on him. Uh, whether you give him a decent length of a reign or short one that almost doesn't matter at this point just let him you know, you know I, i'd be more interested in adonis versus ec3 and adonis versus uh, uh latimer than i am any other nwa style matches uh they need a major opponent for camille i just don't know who at this point, I mean, I don't, I don't know who's out on the indie scene, who's out even in the NWA that, you know, you put them in a match and you go, go, there's at least a chance the title's going to change hands. And so, but they need something because otherwise Camille will be stale. She typically is in the best match of the show. Uh, and the fact that we're doing Markova versus Camille at the uh, uh, benefit show, I, I, you can't run that for a th uh, for the next pay per view because they did that at the Crockett Cup. They did it on the last TV tapings. You know, you can't keep going back to that one. You have to do something new and different. You can only do it if Markova wins. If Markova wins, then you could have a rubber match. But you should only do that if Markova's going to win the rubber match. If you just put it back on Camille, then it's, you basically kill Markova. Well, it's not I the first time they, they've kind of buried uh, Markova anyways. But, uh, Jane, you were about to say something? I just ran through a quick list of the three of uh, – women free agents there are a few women free agents with some name value that are currently available tessa blanchard is one that one's a can of worms you may or may not want to get into jordan grace is currently a free agent i thought she would end up going back to impact after all i think she's working without a contract yeah i believe that's what it is right now she doesn't have any place um, that's home at the moment that she's contracted to. And then Leva Bates is now available. 
Um, as I don't the... see Leva Bates being a big enough name, and and that's not to poop on Leva Bates. I just don't see she's got a big enough name to. to... Well, she she'd have to be built. Yeah, that's true. And if she would have been right, the Leva Bates just left NXT, one thousand percent. The librarian, God no. I think Roseberry is still technically under contract. I was she's looking under. I think she's working under her real name now. What is her real name? Oh, God, you're going to make me look it up. I'm not going to make you, but you should. That's very plausible the way I didn't notice if she was a free agent. Maybe why I may have not have noticed it because they may have said it as her real name. And I really, really want Sumi Sakai just to hear Jay try to butcher it. <laughs> Sumi Sakai? What's wrong with that? Yeah, we figured you had more ends. Jesus. Um, she's wrestling now as Courtney Rush. Um, she being Rosemary. And I believe they they say that's her current gimmick. I don't know if that's her real name or not. Um, but uh yeah, that's what she's going by now. What if hear me out, um Hear me out. Hear me out. Sorry, DK. <laughs> oh, I just I'm now I'm blanking on the name. Oh, gosh. Well, here's a list. Can you guys hear me as I'm talking? Yes. Here's a list that would consider women free agents that are not contract to anybody. Allison Kay, Amy Rose, Angelina Love, Brie Bella, which is not happening. <laughs> Casey, Cassie Lee, which is, I think she's still coming back, still dealing with a baby. Ivelisse, who I don't think anybody would ever use. Jenny Rose, who I haven't seen wrestling in a really long time. Jesse Kamea. Jessica McKay, who I is recently pregnant, Jordan Grace, Katie Lee Birchall, who I haven't heard in a long time, Katie Forbes, Katrina Cortez, Kavita Devai, Leva Bates, Mandy Leone, Mandy Rose, Marty Bell, Maxine Paler, Mickey James, who is not under contract, Nevaeh, Nia Jax, Nikki Bella, ODB. Rachel Ellering, Santana Garrett, Sessions Moth Martina, Shayna, Skylar Story, Stephanie DeLandre, Sumi Sakai, Taryn Terrell, Tessa Blanchard, Trisha Dora, Vanessa Bourne, and Veda Scott. There's one, any of them. There's one, that you. You left, there's one that you left off, and I cannot think of her name. She is Canadian. She's done deathmatch wrestling, but she's also really good Lefisto. technical wrestling. Lufisto, thank you. I could not think of her name for the life of me. Would you? Uh, would that be an encounter for Camille? Do you think that would be a good match? I, all right. I've always been a fan of Lufisto. I hated the fact she got into that deathmatch wrestling and wrestling guys and all that stuff. That's you know the big niche that everybody started getting into for some reason. But Lufisto was very good as a wrestler and could hit harder than most men. So that probably could be good. You know, when you when we mentioned the whole uh, steel sharpened steel, that whole uh, mantra, is there anyone who could, anyone better, I think, than Lufisto that would be available? <sighs> well, how, how well known is uh, this person? 
Well, yeah, I guess, no, I guess from that standpoint, like uh, obviously someone like uh, Rachel Ellering might have more uh, name value. Uh, of course, uh, 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 Tessa Blanchard, you, you probably can't get a more well-known name than that. So uh, we need to eliminate the obvious choices like Tessa Blanchard or, or Rachel Ellering or uh, Jordan Grace. Then you kind of need to find that next one. Now uh, in the chat, they've, they've said uh, Allison K Willie Bowen brought it up. Matthew Underwood brought it up. Um, I mean, she did leave on good terms. Like, they seemed to be getting that way at one time, and then I don't know what happened. If you want to make money, you're going to use um, Mandy Rose. What's her real name? Amanda something? Yeah, I don't think Billy could afford that. Well, he could probably pay for OnlyFans. Uh, Luthes says, pull the trigger with Blanchard already or put it to bed. Bonus, bring in Veda in as her manager. Is, are you talking about Veda Scott? Yeah, Veda Scott um, was a pretty good wrestler. Was a, I, I don't remember her ever being a manager, manager, but maybe she was a good attack. Isn't she married to Speed Bailey, Speedball Mike Bailey? Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, she did do some managing, though. Yeah, I know Kimberly to... doesn't wrestle anymore, so she's out of the picture. She's married to Mike Bailey, yeah. Um, all right, well, I mean, uh, so I guess what are we... And yeah, 100% Billy could afford her. He's just not going to pay for Mandy Rose, but he could afford her. I mean, does it make sense to pull it, put in somebody like that? You want to grab attention? That immediately is going to grab attention. Yeah. If you want to bring, if you want eyeballs to the NWA, Mandy Rose is going to bring eyeballs to the NWA. And she actually turned into a very good wrestler. What was that? And long tongues. Long tongues, yeah. But she would 100% bring attention that the NWA isn't going to get from anybody else. <laughs> Willie brings in Amanda Gordy, or I think it's Mandy Gordy, isn't it? Anyways, or Lacey Von Eric. I don't think either one of them could quite live up to that potential. I mean, one thing you have to give Camille credit for is that she's gotten better every time she stepped in the ring. You're going to want someone who's talented, um, who can compete with her on that level in the ring. The problem is there's too many wrestling promotions and not a good not, not enough good women wrestlers. There is maybe with two good bookers enough for two major promotions, WWE and somebody else. The problem is when you split them all out or when you got somebody who doesn't know what to do with them and you get what AEW is going through, then that actually just evaluates women wrestling all the way through unfortunately. DK, what is your opinion on that? I don't have opinions anymore. It just never did me any good. Uh, and uh, I, I think Gordy could give her a good match. Honestly, I do, but I don't 
again, I think it's one of those cases of there, there needs to be more than just that, you know, well, her dad's famous type thing. She would have to be built. Yeah. And that's, I mean, look, like that's the thing. There's a lot of women on the roster. And it's Miranda Gordy, by the way. Yeah. There's a lot of women on the roster who just need that opportunity to be built up. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like one of the detriments of having a talent like Camille, who's so dominant, is that she's gone through everybody and she's gone through some of the bigger names that could have meant something with very little build. Like she beat Max the Impaler in a triple threat match, right? So it's not at this point, it doesn't feel like that's going to be a money match. They already went through it. She beat Chelsea Green in a in a triple threat match. Now she's already gone on to WWE, but at the time it was kind of a toss away match. They like they did it, they did it at the um, powered pay-per-view, and then they did it again at the uh, at the uh uh Crockett Cup. So it just feels like it's it's doesn't have anything left to it. Um and there's like they did tie a Valkyrie with almost little to no build. They did Kylan King with very little build. And at this point, like I think you have to go with Miss Mrs. Outside Hire to have this title match because everyone on the roster has already been either beaten or needs to be built up. Um, you know, you're you could put Samantha Starr in the ring with her, but she's just gonna look terrible. You could put Kenzie Page in the ring with her, but you know, Kenzie Page got worked by Camille several times leading up to the uh, 73rd and 74th anniversary shows. I think that point is kind of over as well. You need to have someone in there that's going to be either fresh or, like DK said, built up. And that's a luxury that they don't have right now. But they do have a, the luxury of a built-up tag team for the tag team championship, and that's the Crockett Cup winners, Murdoch's. Trademarked. <laughs> you should get a nickel every time someone calls him that. I'd have at least three or four nickels now. Exactly. Which isn't a lot, but still kind of cool. I finally have two nickels rubbed together. What's the better matchup? Murnox versus uh, the country gentleman for the U.S. tag titles or Murnox versus La Rebellion for the world tag team titles? It's got to be the world tag team. Who cares about the U.S. tag team belts? I don't even <laughs> think the country gentlemen do. No, they do because I think they get they get use out of it for uh, you know the ones for that promotion, whoever they actually wrestle for besides the NWA. Um, real quick, just a few other names that have been thrown in the chat. Dave Scooby said CJ. Um, I think he means um, CJ Parker, right? Uh, she's married to. Uh, um, uh, my brain's not working right now. I thought he meant uh, Christy Jane. Oh, oh, yes, of course. That Yes, that's probably what he meant. A jamming music man says Lady Frost or Vert Vixen. I think Vert Vixen now is with AEW. I think that's official. I know so Lady, Lady Frost, Frost, I think. I think she has an ROH deal, which I don't know what the difference is when it comes to that. Lady, um, Lady Frost just... I guess wrestled on one of the AEW ROH shows and lost. And so she hasn't really been built up anywhere big. I honestly don't know who Vert Vixen is, which in some ways says that's somebody who needs to be built. 
And there's, I mean, let's be honest, the only person out there that has been brought up would be, uh, uh, would be Tessa, would be, that are realistic. I don't know how realistic Tessa is, but she's probably more realistic than, than a lot of people. Uh, Tessa, Jorlin Grace, and uh, uh, Rosemary, by whatever name she's currently going on. What about Mickey James? No. <laughs> Do you see that happening? Um, I don't see it working. So, so like uh, when everything was going on with Nick, um, Nick. Uh, they did shoot. I mean, she's she's on Busted Open Radio, right? She's on Busted Open. She does the uh, weekly show there. And um, um, okay, uh, she does the weekly show. I think on Wednesdays. And she kind of mentioned that the, you know, when when Billy and and Nick were having their issues, that she kept referring to Billy as her friend. That she's known Billy a long time. You know, professionally, could they make it work? Sure. If he's willing to pay and she's willing to work, sure. I also know that she's still kind of uh, maybe injured. That's why she hasn't returned to Impact. Uh, but, you know, stranger things have happened. Like, would it be out of the realm of possibility if Nick Aldis showed up in the NWA at some point? Would either one of you be shocked if it happened? No, but I think the problem is right now, if you bring that in, unless there's some you know, secret long-term agreement that, you know, could be out there. We don't, we don't look at that as, we don't look at that as somebody who's going to win the title. And so we would just have to be happy watching a really good match between the two, which I could be happy with. But again, there's some, that, Camille needs to start being under threat. You know, one one of the things about the world champions is that after a while, they have to start being under threat of losing the title for a little while, at least, before they can go off and then kind of start beating people just because they're the world champion. Because otherwise it gets too stale. And, uh, you know, we, we see that a little bit in WWE with Roman Reigns. It was, you know, people are, well, did they make a mistake by not putting the title on Drew McIntyre? Did they make the mistake by not putting the title on Sami Zayn? Did they make the mistake by not putting the title on Cody Rhodes? Well, the only one that was a mistake was Cody Rhodes because you're never going to get that back. Yeah. And... Sammy, nobody wants to see Sammy as the world champion. I'm sorry. That would that would be he would become the Ronnie Garvin of today. It's just not going to work, you know. Hey, hey Jaden, what what are your thoughts on uh, Maria Maniac? Maria Manic? That's the one. I'm um, she was never a great wrestler. Um, when she got out of the limelight of like Ring of Honor and she started going other places, she changed her look, changed it from the blonde, muscular Barbie doll to 
dark hair, tattoos, and piercings, and lost a lot of her markability. I don't remember last time I even seen her name wrestling, um, but I know she no-showed dog. So that's really about as much as I can tell you. The way you were describing her, I was thinking of Rhea Ripley. Yeah, it's more like Rhea Ripley on Wish with with far, 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 far less talent. Um, do you, Angel Arsini is another name out there. She might be a little... I don't know if she... I don't even know if she's still wrestling, but she used to wrestle for ECW as the Pride of Jet, and she started making a name for herself out there, so she might be somebody... As a challenger for the TV and a TV match, I think she'd make a good one of them, but I don't think she'd make a good pay per view challenger. But she's somebody else that might, she matches up size well, uh, well, with size wise with Camille. You know, Sessions Moth Martina hasn't really been seen since Ring of Honor was sold to Tony Khan, the whole, you know, ending of that era of the Sinclair Ring of Honor. I know she's a UK. Uh, talent. I don't know if she lives in the U.S. or not, but she definitely has a dynamic personality, and I think one that fringe wrestling fans would could connect with. I mean, she's kind of like the British version of ODB, right? Um, would she be someone that I think would make sense in a matchup with Camille? If she has enough name value to make a match that's worth seeing and enough talent to make it worth watching, then yes. Um I don't know enough about her to give a true uh, Timu. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I don't know enough about her to give a true opinion on it, though. Look, I just like the fact that she drank beer and wrestled. Hey, I want to swing this a different direction right now because Jaden reminded me of something. Real and quick, please never use Thunder Kitty. Okay, go ahead. And even though... Uh, Uh, even though this isn't NWA related, it's, it's wrestling related as far as uh, how wrestling is perceived. So there's controversy uh, revolving around Jacob Fatu. No showing a couple of dates, right? Well, no showing specifically charity events. Oh, that's not much. Apparently, the stories are that He's taking money from the charity events and then calling in basically last moment to say, hey, something's come up in life. And I can't make the show. And then goes the the organizer when they ask for their money back. So... Uh, Jaden, do you know any more? That's just kind of what I've heard. I don't know any more. That's the little bit I know about it is basically what you're saying. Um, there are other wrestlers who have done similar things. It's unfortunate. Um, it's I always joked around, but it's the Sid Vicious thing where you know I he doesn't show off because he wants to go play baseball after getting booked a bunch of places. The there was a time where. Sid Vicious would get booked every uh, every weekend, but only make like one out of ten of them. But, you know, take the money and everything else for the tickets and stuff, and then just all of a sudden miss the flight. Um, it's a shame. Jake Fatu is incredibly, incredibly talented. 
I know he, there's a lot of times he doesn't, he's really upset about how he much or how little he's getting paid at certain times and how he wants to get out of certain contracts and nobody's letting him out because he wants to, I guess, do something else. But, um, that's only the way, you know, just rumors I've heard. That's about as much as I can really tell you. I know he, he does a lot of work with Sheik's promotion out here in Cal, uh, California, PCW Ultra. I think he's technically the world champion right now in that promotion. Um, obviously, it's a good situation for him, so he hasn't really missed any dates there. Um, and I know that uh, for MLW, he's currently their open weight champion. Um, so I could see, you know, like uh, I think it's any any time you do something that negatively impacts charity, it's always going to leave a bad taste in people's mouths. Um, but I, I've only heard their side of the story. I haven't heard his. And maybe his story isn't worth repeating. I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to to say that uh, anything officially. I just, all I've heard is what they've said. Yeah, yeah very little is actually out there, honestly. It's just some one side and don't know what's going on. Um, well, one charity's taken it public. And then since then, for a recent event, and then since then, some other charities have come out and said, yeah, he's done that to us too. And so Court Bauer has said that they will look into it, but there's not really anything they can do about it. Other, unless it's a big enough stink that it could hurt MLW, they probably won't anyway. Right. I mean, the only thing they could do is send him home for the length of his contract. Or they could take it out of his contract to pay them back. Well, that depends on how the contract's written. <laughs> the, the agreement between him and Court Bauer would have to say that they have the right to, you know, stipend his funds for other people. Yeah, I don't see them just, I don't see them doing that either. Um, do we want to talk any more about the TV tapings? What is we know that? anything more? I was going to um, say, what is there to talk about? I just don't know. So I, I do have an updated list of who's going to be on the show. We've got Camille. There's EC3, of course, Murnox, Tom Latimer, Carrie Morton, Ricky Morton, Mackenzie Page, La Rebellion, Vampiro. Um, let's see, Robert Anthony. The world is a vampiro. Okay, I'm sorry. Robert Anthony, uh, not the masked wrestler, but Robert Anthony, si- uh, uh, Chris Adonis, Thrillbilly, The Fixers, The Brothers of Funstruction, Velvet Sky is going to return. I know a lot of you guys in the chat are very excited about Velvet Sky making her uh, return to the booth. Um, and then the video is frozen for me. Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, there's Danny Deals. There is... Uh, Matt Vine. I'm not super familiar with Matt Vine. Of course, the ladies are pretty empowered. Gags the Gimp. Um, the Spectaculars with Ro- Rolando Freeman. Uh, Danny Deals. Uh, like I said, Roxy. Sorry, I'm, I'm going off of a broken list here. The video is not playing, so I'm just getting the best that I can. Um, Jordan Clearwater. Uh, Kylie Page. Eric Jackson. Samantha Starr. Camille. Matt Vine. I guess that's it. But no mention of Tyrus. Um, I feel like that's going to be very um, hurtful. (laughs) 
I've never once said I wanted to see Tyrus, and now I'm disappointed he's not going to be at the TV tapings. We're not disappointed that Tyrus isn't going to be at the TV tapings. We're disappointed the world champion's not going to be at the TV tapings. I'm going to say this again. Billy really screwed the pooch on this one. He could have had Adonis win the title at 312 pay-per-view. They could have had Adonis go work those Australian tapings. They could have had multiple title defenses, international title defenses for that 10 pounds of gold. When you put this, when you put the, the expression world's champion on that thing, you're saying that it is the most prestigious title in all of professional wrestling. It had a title defense in Mexico. That belt has been vacant uh, basically since Mexico. Uh, I, I guess three, one, two pay-per-view against Adonis. He hasn't had a match since then. He hasn't had a title defense since then. Had that belt went on Adonis. I mean, Okay, so maybe Adonis doesn't go on those Australian tours, but you know what? Adonis spent the last week uh, in Canada on a Canadian tour wrestling. And uh, I just, I, I don't know, man. I feel like the more the longer they keep the belt on uh, Tyrus, the more detrimental it's going to be for the NWA. Uh, and again, you know, he June 10th, he was in... Uh, in, in Canada, he was in Manitoba on June 9th. He was in Winnipeg on uh, June 8th. He was in Morden in uh, June, uh, June 7th. He was in Nipawa. I mean, he could have defended the title like four times for the NWA in Canada. I don't know. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Did you all see Silas Mason is facing reality TV star Mark Strong and Boca Raton? Okay, so I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest uh, reality TV uh, show watcher, but I did know that he was facing off against him. Uh, That card is set to be later this month as well, Um, the the Boca Raton uh, show. I have it here somewhere. I guess I don't. There it is. Uh. I don't know who Mark Long is. And I know that the, the Boca Raton show is just uh, five days after Camille's going to be in Tijuana for Triple Mania. Also at that event, the La Rebellion will be there as well. Uh, so there are, I mean, look, July looks to be a, a fairly busy month for the NWA. Not as busy as their uh, May was, obviously. June is given kind of a little uh, letdown. Um, August looks to be a very big month, especially if they go on the road with the Smashing Pumpkins. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's not a whole lot to talk about right now with the NWA. And it's it's unfortunate because I feel like every time they start building up some, some momentum, right? Like those, those shows in, I think it was May, maybe it was even April. In Australia, there was a lot of momentum going into that. And then it just seemed to slow down. Like this show, it just seems to slow down. <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap it up here soon. Uh, Jamming Music Man says, have we decided who's going to be the one to take the belt off of Tyrus yet? Uh, I mean, Jaden, you're, you're you're the NWA booker. Who do you take the belt off of? Or who do you... Who do you that was put- easy. I'll take the belt off of Tyrus. Easiest decision I ever made. Who, puts, who do you put the belt on? Right now, the Ad- Adonis is the only one that's even slightly acceptable that's not in something else. There's not one other wrestler that needs it right now. EC3, is, I like him. 
No, not now. If anything, EC3 is a perfect challenger against Adonis. Latimer can be a really good challenger based on their history against Adonis. Uh, Murdoch can come out and wrestle Adonis because they have history. Uh, Knox doesn't have history that I know of with against Adonis, but that could be something that, you know, in the build up. Hillbilly Cyrus, Silas, Silas. That would be great against Adonis. Who are we excited to wrestle against Tyrus? Maybe Adonis? <laughs> DK, I'm going to ask you the same question. I, I really like Jane's answer because it's very similar to mine, but do you have uh, an opposing viewpoint or are you on the uh, same? Assuming you don't build somebody else up between now and the, the pay-per-view. It's got to be Adonis because that's where the story is. And ultimately, wrestling main events should revolve around some kind of story. And, uh, you know, Adonis almost won it. They had a tag team that didn't do very well as a tag team. And they... uh, even though they didn't have a big breakup, they're just, they need to do something. And the thing is, I don't have any faith that Billy will take title off tires anytime soon. Yeah. I, I mean, I just don't. I, I was talking to Jay offline and I said that, uh, I go, Billy runs the NWA like a two bit indie promoter except for he doesn't put the title, the main title on himself. Since he's not a wrestler, he just puts the main title on his buddy. His washed up, grumpy, out of shape buddy. Yeah. Right. You know, the, somebody who, somebody who would not hold a major title in any other promotion in the U S that wasn't a two bit indie. And I mean, I'm sorry as I'm, Person, Tyrus might be one of the best people I would ever know. And, you know, maybe he'd be someone great to, you know, drink a beer with and hang out with or whatever. Shut down a buffet with. (laughs) You know, I could probably hold my own at a buffet, but. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just I don't know that he should not be your top champion. And I don't care that he's on Fox news. And I don't care that, you know, he's, he's your buddy. I don't care that he's a former WWE TNA wrestler. He never did anything in either one of those promotions, you know, there's, there's no reason for him to be champion. And uh, everything that every excuse that anybody has thrown, thrown this way, <laughs> food away. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, any reasoning, any excuse anybody has thrown about, oh, Tyrus is the champion. I mean, we know it's crap because Billy has to come out and send people like, Bully Ray and others 
out to talk about how, you know, those wrestling fans, they don't get it. They don't understand. He's worthy. He deserves it. If you got to tell me it's not true. If you got if you got to go and say, you know, Tyrus brings the heat, he's a champion. Uh, no. No. He, he has not done one interesting thing for the NWA as champion. And I don't want to hear about the Super Bowl commercial, people. Nobody gave a shit. You saw the commercial. I'll say this. I'll say this. And I'm kind of echoing the sentiments that Tim came up with uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was definitely worth the experiment. All right. It was no. definitely. No, I, I, I'm going to. No, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. It was worth the experiment to see if it would boost ratings, if it would bring more people to the show. It's what I said early on in the show about the Pope. If it's going to guarantee me a crowd, if I'm going to sell more tickets based on this talent, then I'm going to use that person. I don't care what their politics are. I don't care what their sexual preferences. If you bring this guy into my company and asses are going to fill in the seats, then I'm going to try it. But the experiment obviously didn't pass the sniff test. The when you put him in the ring, back when he held the TV title for a year and never defended it. You that's, and I when both, the, that's when you, the experiment was. Nobody gave it. Nobody wanted Tyrus as the TV champion. You and I both saw his match with Trevor Murdoch at the 74th anniversary show and thought, holy shit, Tyrus is finally ready to wrestle. And Trevor pulled out a fairly decent match with with Tyrus. Now we probably gave Tyrus way more credit than he deserved for that one. You and know, then I, we... I, I'm a person who's careful with my words. Okay. And I said that match was better than it had any right to be. I never said it was good. It, it didn't have to be, <laughs> it didn't have to be good. It had to be serviceable. We it, had the it, up... it it was at best a serviceable match which that uh the match where he won the title in the three-way wasn't that good. No, I, I'm saying the 74th anniversary match, the one where he didn't win, was right. the better of the two. I think that right. was, I'll say that was a good match. It was the best match we've had out of Tyrus in his entire NWA run. Was it a five-star Meltzer match? No. Was it even a four-star Meltzer match? No. Uh, maybe even a three-star, but for, for, for what it was, it was the best match Tyrus had in the NWA. At that point, I was... It was the best match Tyrus had in the NWA, but it still wasn't that good. And there was still nothing on there that said he should be our world champion. Nothing in that match said, well, Tyrus is... Despite the fact that Tyrus hasn't drawn shit since he's been here, despite the fact that Tyrus hasn't gained any more interest by taking his TV title in the gut field, Despite the fact that people don't even like him as TV champion and keep wanting him to lose that belt, that one match did nothing to make anybody go. And if you're thinking differently, I think you're misremembering. I think you're. I think you're trying too hard. That one match did nothing that made me say Tyrus is worthy of a world title reign. So I will agree with you that personally. I never wanted Tyrus to be world champion. And that's not what I'm advocating for. That was never my choice. But what I'm saying is if you're Billy and you and I don't have access to the analytic, the data, the ticket sales, where those tickets are coming from, who those people are in that audience, where they're getting their uh, advertising dollars from, you know, you don't know 
who was in Highland Park. We don't know who was in uh, at the 312 pay-per-view. You and I were there in Louisiana, and we were both shocked at the uh, the Luke Hawk and and PJ Hawk had a much bigger reaction than Tyrus did. But would you and I would you disagree with me that say that uh, Tyrus had a fairly decent reaction in Louisiana? Uh, it was weird, and he even pointed this out. Sometimes they cheered him and sometimes they booed him. And it was, he had a reaction. And let's remember, they made a big deal out of his local tie. Yeah. Oh, well, um, I mean, a, they made a big deal that this was hometown boy. Well, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is, is we don't have that information. So you and I really, we could say from the, optics that it looks like it was an utter failure well and i i don't i don't i do hear things i mean this isn't this isn't just me i do hear things and there have been people that have said things on other podcasts and who are more in the quote-unquote no yeah and they've all said it's basically been a failure which which again (laughs) pass or fail it's okay. It's okay to admit that you're wrong and it's okay. And, and, and again, I'm not advocating. I hope this isn't coming off the wrong way. Cause now you're making me feel dirty. I'm not saying tire should still be champion. I'm not saying that I wanted tires to be champion. I'm saying that the experiment to try to put the belt on them to see if that was going to engage a greater audience, or if it was going to move the needle, if it was going to sell more tickets or any of these things to me was worth the experiment, but that experiment probably should have ended at three, one, two. That's when I would have ended it. See, and the reason I say that's bullshit is because the experience, the experiment already happened. Nothing about putting the world title on tires made him more interesting than when he was the TV champion. Nothing was going to cause people to go, oh, what? He's a world champion now? Not just the TV champion? No. If he was going to draw, it would have happened. So Matthew Underwood says, I just wish the NWA could pronounce Chalmette, Louisiana, correctly. I, I, hey, look, I talked to two people in Louisiana and they pronounced it differently. So. <laughs> I'm Pam, sorry. Pam polka dot Pam told me it was Chalmet. And then when I tried to go with that, then I felt wrong because other people Chalmet. See, I see even I'm hearing it different from you and different from Pam. And then obviously the NWA is not saying it correctly. That's why I just say New Orleans or Louisiana. That's that's why. Yeah, I just call it New Orleans. Um, I, was, I, I was in a restaurant and they both greeted me or Two people in the same restaurant, both with good Louisiana accents, Louisiana accents, and they both welcomed me to two totally different pronunciations of the name. And neither one of them was Chalmette. So <laughs> our good friend Mandy says, I think at this point, Billy is keeping the title on Tyrus just to mess with the fans. It's not about bringing heat anymore. Billy doesn't want to do what the fans want, and he's proving that. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's so much to quote unquote mess with the fans, but he does. Billy's always had that large chip on his shoulder. And I think, I think there is some element of, well, I'll show you. Oh, I, I definitely think that. And like one of the things that I've been, I haven't gotten to it yet. Cause I've got to be honest, there's 
life is always crazy around the Kaylee household. And I have a bunch of articles that I would love to write for Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance. One of them is I want to write about the things that I feel like the NWA are doing right, the things that they're doing well. Um, but a lot That's of those, you about, what, 10 minutes? <laughs> a lot of those things, though, I don't know if they have a correlation to Billy Corgan or not. A lot of the things that I find to be appealing about the NWA, I don't know if that was a Billy suggestion or a talent suggestion. You know, we talk about we talked about the dynamic that through Billy Mason had with Poyo, and and we we heard it from both of those talents that it was, hey, we're gonna put this on you and see if you can get it over. It wasn't like, hey, we have this great plan, this vision, twenty year storyline we're gonna do with you guys. It was, eh, see if you can make it work, which they both did. The Southern Six, probably the most interesting thing in the NWA to me right now. And it, I feel like that was just created on the whim in Australia. I don't know that that was a backed by Billy thing. I don't know if that was a, hey, guys, we're just going to put you as heel anyway. So come up with something silly to do. Who knows? But uh, uh, that's to me, that's one of the most interesting things going on in the NWA right now. And I don't know that that was a, a talent or that was a uh, creative decision from Billy. Yeah, Mandy, Mandy says uh, Billy has a huge chip on his shoulder. She agrees with you guys. Matthew Underwood says there's not a contender. I find Chris Adonis boring AF. Matthew, I love your brother, but I think you're in the minority on that one. Um, he's improved very much in the last few years. His title reign as national champion, I would agree with you, was boring. Um, it was a very boring booked uh, championship run. But him as a talent has gotten better. His wrestling is better. His in his in ring presence is better. His promos are better. His look is better. I mean, yes, I I don't think ten years ago if you'd have told me that I'd be clamoring for Adonis as world champion, I would have told you you're crazy. But I think right now he's the best option on the car on the roster. Bret Hart even likes him because he brought him into the uh, dungeon promotion he did. I think he wrestled against Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah, he in that promotion, that Dungeon Championship Wrestling, which is run by Brett's son, uh, you know, Nick is Nick was the Stu Hart International Tournament Champion or something like that. Okay, nobody picked up on that. Nick, you remember? You remember when when Lance Storm was in East or when WCW he first came in and he won all those titles and he gave him new. Uh, Canadian names like the cruiserweight title, he turned it to 100 kilos and under, or something like that. And then uh, uh, he, the U.S. title obviously was the Canadian title, and then he won the hardcore title and he called it the Stu Hart Invitational title or something like that. The acronym spelled out shit. <laughs> no, I I personally I, I, don't don't remember, remember. I don't remember specifically what all of them were, except for of course the Canadian title versus the U.S. title. But I do remember him renaming all of all. It, well, the acronym for the title was like shit for the hardcore title. I thought that was great. Um, well, that's what most people thought about it. Yeah, well, it was a, it, it was. Oh, uh, Jammin' Man says it was a Saskatchewan hardcore title. No, it was something else. It was the Stu Hart international title or something like that because it, it literally had the acronym s-h-i-t unless they changed it but i remember specifically on a nitro it said s-h-i-t and being well, a Saskatchewan hardcore is the s-h and then the title so 
Just need the eye. International. He probably used international. I want to know. I, I, I got to believe it said Stu Hart on it. I don't remember it saying Stu Hart. I think that is. I actually thought it was something else like the Saskatchewan hardcore. I don't know. I, I, I remember being something else. Okay, just keep talking. I'm looking it up. Okay, you guys are right. Okay, I, I can admit when I'm wrong. Here it is. According to two sources, one of them being Wikipedia, it was the Saskatchewan Hardcore International title. I apologize. Just once. Hey, no, I apologize whenever I'm wrong. I'm I look, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. I am normally when you say something. Hey, hey. Uh, real quick, well, you're wrong go, earlier about Tyrus, so you know. We're gonna go through the rest of the comments, and then we're gonna call it a night. Dave Scooby says, "Having Thrillbilly walk over Poyle at Crockett Cup was a call made on the fly. They just go with whatever may work." Saw Kyle walk by Silas and direct him to go up the stairs. Interesting. I we didn't see that obviously on on the on the camera work on the pay per view, so that's that's interesting. Uh, Jamming Music Man, uh, I think he was talking about the Saskatchewan Hardcore International Title. Uh, and he forgives me, DK. Take a lesson from a good man here, the jamming music man. Uh, Luther says that was a dumb move with Poyo. I agree, man. But I also feel like this Southern Six thing, I look, and again, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, I will apologize to everybody if I'm wrong later. But I feel like this uh, Southern Six thing could be a very big movement for the NWA, especially with the right players. Oh, it's probably going to be a big movement. Now, on, honestly, I think it's something that they certainly certainly have the opportunity to develop something with. The question is, will they handle it right? Here's the problem. Billy Corgan never booked them together. They threw them together, and they got over, despite not Billy not knowing what to do with them. So I don't think Billy had any idea what to do to breaking them up either. Yeah. I think it's just something that they happened or something happened on and he had no idea what to go on and has no plans for it. So he doesn't care about it. Unfortunately, I think Poyo is going to get lost because of it. I honestly think that they have some, something in the works for Poyo. I think Poyo is too talented to let get left behind. Some of the Pope. (laughs) I was going to say, we were talking about Pope earlier. So, (laughs) No, you're hey, look, you know what? You guys are 100% right. Don't be a dope and book the Pope. But, like, I don't know. Could you see somebody? Okay. Here's how I would book. Uh, here's how I would book uh, Poyo right now is that she'd become the new manager of the Spectaculars. Ditch that kid, Rolando. Put Poyo with, uh, with, with uh, um, Rush Freeman and, and Brady Pierce, and, and there you go. You're going to use a spectacular oh. shoot. It just had Fandango be their manager. I'm sorry, Dirty Dango. Never, never talk about him. Uh, I'd be all right with that. The thing is, and then they got to start winning. Yeah, no, and that's what that, I mean, that's the genesis of what would launch that as a, a viable tag team, a feud with the country gentleman with Poyle Del Mar in their corner. Now you got something because up until this point, they've been basically, uh, Jobbers to the stars. 
trying to go the over the entire roster of my head to see who I would put Poyo with. I always saw Arna. her as a team manager. You what was that? that? So I always saw her more as a tag team manager. Well, I, Poyo has gone on record saying that it's it's Poyo's it's her dream to manage a tag team in the Crockett Cup. Like what? One of the funny things that she said is that she idolizes Jim Cornette, and that that's the kind of manager she wants to be. And it, it's her goal, it's her dream to to bring a tag team to the Crockett Cup. Um, she, you know, she manages a Crockett Cup. Uh, excuse me, she manages a tag team on the Indies uh, in in uh, Northern California. Uh, but uh, you know, let's just cut out the middleman. There's tag teams that need better direction in the NWA as it currently stands. Uh, you know, Mims and Dak Draper don't exactly have a lot of direction right now. If you're going to keep them as a tag team, that might be a direction to go to. I just think the spectaculars kind of fit the flamboyancy of Opoil Damar. And I think it just kind of plays into the whole, you know, uh, prettiest girl in the trailer park and, and, and putting her with, uh, with that duo. Yeah. It does because she needs, Dalton Castle has his boys. Yes. And this almost needs to be a reverse situation. Uh, Poyo needs her form of the boys. And I think if you do the spectaculars, and maybe instead of being just a direct uh, fabulous ones ripoff, you know, maybe if you change their outfits a little bit, and get them a little more glammed up, so to speak. Vegas showgirl? I don't know that I'd go that far, but something more along the lines of... Uh, <laughs> just said his name, and now I don't remember. But uh, Dalton, Dalton Castle? Castle? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, maybe more in the Dalton Castle, you know, the big, yeah, showgirl, you know, wings and type thing, and something out there i i think you could they they probably need a total revamp not just in okay now they need to start winning because they have a different manager but now they have you know they found their core cells and of course what's his name needs to disappear forever and ever and ever amen but rolando yeah what's his name? yeah somebody needs to put turn the shower on so you can go down the drain I'm so well, glad that's where you Watch that toilet one more time. Yeah. I go um, would go in the opposite direction. Of course you would. You always got to be different. Yeah, I would put her with Trevor Murdoch as a Dusty Rose baby dog combo. That I mean, could work. Not, that's not the worst thing you've ever suggested. And plus, that would be a fun... Uh, a fun altercation down the road when it's the Southern Six versus Murdochs, right? Possibly, yeah. Now that I think about that, like that—that's that you—that literally plants the seed for a bunch of fun stuff down the road. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good one there too. I like I don't I don't think Trevor Murdoch needs a manager, um, whereas I desperately think uh, Rush and Brady do. They just they they seem like to be a a ship without a rudder. Um, and I think Poyo could solve that for them. And now, that would 
changed the dynamic of the tag team, I think. Brady Pierce, was he the one that was Michael Hayes in the Bonner? Yes. yes. Oh. And remember, Silas in real life doesn't like him very much. Or at least that's what he, the opinion he seemed to portray here on this show. Yeah, I heard that. And that's what got me thinking because I was reading uh, James Beard where we were talking about the movie and who was in it and all that. And James Beard had a lot of good things to say about Brady Pierce. So, that, Brady P.S. Pierce. I guess. So, I mean, that was interesting. Well, you know, uh, Michael Hayes came down to the ring in the big uh, Confederate flag type thing. So, if both if both the guys had that type of robe, not necessarily sparkly and not the Confederate flag in this day and age, oh, but, uh, but, you know, just red even. You know, something like that. You know, just came out with these red sparkle things with their arms out. I never liked the golden and green ones I used to wear, though, I have to say. No, those were weird looking. Is that what is the color? Why was that color combo a thing? Was that the that's not the Georgia flag, is it? I don't think so. I don't I don't remember why. It was actually they actually used those colors early on. So I have no idea why. Probably some promoter stuck it in them and they liked it. Well, guys, I think we've ran our course. Uh, we we brought you for two hours. Never. NWA talk, mostly. Um, the only thing I run is my mouth. Hey, that's better than nothing, I guess. Um, we are uh, currently in talks in development of uh, a an Alliance guy's uh, meet and greet. It, it might just be this Alliance guy. I think Tim's coming out, and I think Dave Scooby's coming out, so we could officially call it an Alliance guy uh, meet up in St. Louis. And I'm hoping that uh, we'll, we'll start putting more information up on discord. Um, you know, I, I'm going to just say it here because I don't know what are they going to do? Fire me. Uh, there's going to be two dates in St. Louis. Uh, and then I believe TV, I believe TV returns to the uh, Nashville uh, market for that uh, skyline studios. Um, so that's, that's at least what, uh, what I think. Well, so I said Tennessee. Yeah, so plan accordingly. Um, you know, wear something nice. Uh, we'll be doing giveaways. Um, but um, let me know that you're coming. Join our Discord server if you haven't done so already um, because that's where a lot of the information will be. Plus, I need to get T-shirt sizes and stuff like that. So make sure you're you're in that Discord so we can talk and get this thing going. Um, also, maybe you heard there's a couple new social medias out there these days. Blue Sky, uh, Threads, whatever it is, the Alliance blog is there. And we want to follow you because we want you to follow us. So make sure you get out there and and, and follow the the Alliance uh, the Alliance blog on all social media platforms. Um, I try to create content daily. Um, that's not always successful, but uh, photos from the shows, videos, clips from matches. Um, we're on TikTok. We're active on YouTube, obviously. Uh, Twitch, we're active on a new one is Kick for us. We're on Kick right now. Kick. You guys are you guys are just kicking it on Kick right now. Um, we're trying to just grow this whole channel even further. You know, we just celebrated one year with the other Alliance guys, and who knows, maybe in the next year we'll have more shows coming to uh, this this community, this family, this this uh, Alliance uh, Alliance guys 
universe. Um, the hashtag is we are the Alliance. And that means each and every one of you are part of this with us. I mean, we do appreciate you guys being here real quick, Jaden. We know that you're never wrong, but how could folks uh, pay attention to what, uh, what's next for dangerous adrenaline wrestling gladiators? Go to Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators webpage at dogprowrestling.com. It gives you all the links to the social medias and the Instagrams and the YouTubes and all that stuff. So you can click on and follow us all everywhere we happen to be. Especially the, uh, you want to make sure you follow the YouTube page because there's a lot of wrestling content on there. So some really, really good stuff plus some Dave Doll matches. <laughs> You know, uh, I recently heard uh, on the Busted Open Radio show they were talking about the the Monster Factory um, Apple iTunes, uh, whatever that, whatever Apple that TV Plus. Is. Yes, thank you. Um, and, and they were talking about you know Goldie and Gabby Ortiz. Well, what a lot of people may not know is Goldie's a regular at Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. Watch him there. You know, you're watching the genesis of what could be a potential future superstar. He even spent some time in California with New Japan Strong. So, uh, yeah, definitely check out that channel. And if, if, if for no other reason, hit the subscribe button for the Alliance guys, because uh, there's no reason why that, ch that channel has less than 1,000 subscribers. I can't think of it. They're, they're constantly putting out great content. And, uh, and Dave I, Doll matches. And Dave Doll matches. DKM, if folks want to follow you, talk about uh, the, the uh, uh, monarchy, uh, talking about Dallas sports, uh, mixed martial arts, uh, combat sports. Where can they find you? Cat videos. Cat videos. Cat videos. Uh, at DKM FWTX on most established social medias. I'm not on any of the new ones yet. May or may not ever get on any of the new ones because I'm old and I'm cranky and I'm grumpy. And I got clouds to yell at and I got to tell kids to get off my lawn. And so, and I got to make fun of Jaden just for existing. So, and watch videos of people getting hurt. He likes that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who sends me all the videos of people getting hurt? Who me, laughs me at every single one of them? <laughs> me and Jaden. <laughs> yeah. My my goal is to pop you is to find the videos where the kids get hurt because I know how much you enjoy that. That's Jaden <laughs> enjoys those. <laughs> Bye. all right well i think that's a good place to say good night thank you everybody for being here appreciate you guys i uh, will be back on tuesday with a pre-party hopefully we'll have some, new we'll have, some new <laughs> have some new content from the nwa and then huh. of course they're doing tv tapings on sunday 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 at the echo raceway well and, yeah. and until next time we'll see you Matches. Thanks for joining the stream. This has been a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you'll never miss a future episode? I'd also like to remind you we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. before NWA Power. You can find us on social media at The Alliance Blog. And until next time, we are The Alliance.